0: to withstand the light which now is on a tower just above your palace what am i talking about you reach your palace you've seen it, you've seen it it's beautiful it's glittering suddenly you see this light that is shining down and beautiful light that covers your whole entire property it's not the sun it's not special light coming from above you look up into that tower and in that beautiful tower there is your spouse your wife is waiting for you there so our sisters who enter Jannah are you walking to your palace or are you actually escorted to your palace and then you are placed there to wait for your spouse who is about to come and meet you so in other words maybe you are there and you are clothed and given the beautiful jewelry the makeup of Jannah is placed on you you are prepared for your groom who is about to approach and you're waiting to see his face and how he's going to how you're going to be attract, attractive to him you know the nature of men and women this is the nature of men and women women love to beautify themselves to attract their husbands first even though the husbands also attract their wives but in the first stage the woman loves to beautify herself as in her nature so imagine you've entered now and there are servants of yours in your palace, you've beaten your husband there, and they've prepared you and put all this makeup on you. In fact, in Jannah, what is makeup? Is it fake up, as we call it in Islam? I call it fake up. No. What is the makeup in Jannah? You don't need any makeup. The makeup of Jannah is the way Allah has created your face. And now, I would like to describe just a little bit of the women of Jannah. The women of Jannah, who ent- the women who enter Jannah from this world, are indescribable. I cannot describe them the hadith and the ayat in the quran have not described the women of this world who enter jannah but what have they described they described the women who are created in jannah the al-Ain. as for the descriptions of the women who enter jannah they are beyond their beauty forget it they will look like they were just insignificant uh, you know just some a little pearl they wear around their neck that's all it is really so the Hur in jannah the women of jannah Rasul sallallahu wa sallam says The tiara ever heard of a tiara a crown or a tiara of a princess or of a queen So the crown or a tiara that she wears that she wears on her head Not even talking about her head. We're talking about the tiara the crown that she wears on her head from her beauty Khayrun min dunya wa Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said It is better than the whole world and everything that's on it In another hadith, which is also sahih He said if her face were to be shown to the people of the world There will be a world war over her There will be a world conflict over this one woman forget about all these beauty pa- beauty pageants that are elected and voted for forget about all the women that you've ever heard about or seen in this world. They are not even worth wallahi an atoms worth of spans length of a hair of a thread of hair of the women of Jannah. Literally, I'm saying this really when you look at it, they're nothing in another hadith. If she spat in the ocean of this world, how salty is the ocean? If she spat in the ocean of this world, it'll turn it sweet. The ocean, it'll turn it sweet. Now again, you might think to yourself, if it's that sweet, how can I bear the sweetness of her in Jannah again? Your form and shape and your abilities in Jannah are super super compared to here. They're nothing like here Al-Rasul Allah describes them in the Quran حور عين, حور عين, Which is a word used which is familiar to the Arabs of the deserts at that time These words عين, were revealed In the Meccan verses, when the people lived in Mecca, the Muslims in Mecca before they migrated. So he's talking first the people of the desert and the people of Mecca, who understand what Hura'een means. Hura'een, lustrous eyes, lustrous big eyes, beautiful lustrous big eyes. In another hadith, it talks about black eyes, pitch black, the iris is pitch black. Now, does this mean that all the women of Jannah have pitch black eyes? No. But talking to the people of Mecca in the Meccan verses, it's giving an example of what they would desire So in other words if the Quran mentions a particular description of colors of the men or women in Jannah It is giving only an example of what certain people can desire. So if he's talking to the people of Mecca They desired lustrous big eyes dark pitch black irises in a woman so Allah says for you you will have that in other words, if this is what you desire, you're going to get it. If you desire blue eyes, you're going to get it. If you desire green eyes, you're going to get green eyes. If you desire different colored eyes, you'll get them. Allah says in the Quran, That explains it all. They will have in Jannah everything that their nafs, your temptations, your lusts, your desires inside of you tempt for. Anything the nafs desires for, you can have it. And whatever their eyes whatever their eyes want to taste. Want to meaning to taste. Whatever the eye wants to taste. You know the eye can taste, yeah? Not like the taste of the tongue. The taste of the eyes, Allah says, whatever the eye wants to taste, meaning to look at, they will have it in Jannah. So if your eyes love to taste green eyes, this is what you will have, of the best. Loves to taste. The look of black pitch eyes, then this is what you will get. So, whatever you wish and desire, it is there for you in Jannah. But the most beautiful thing of the women of Jannah is their nur, the light that emanates from them. And they have been clothed with clothing from Jannah, harir, silk of the most finest that you could ever imagine. And their shapes and forms are you'll read the Quran and the hadith, you will see it. I can't talk about it here because we have young, we have young uh, men here who are not married yet. And we have our sisters here, we don't want to offend them. And we have children here who won't understand what we say, even if we say it. Read about them whatever you want. I narrated the ayah, uh, recited the ayah, أَعْيُونِهُمْ You'll have anything your nafs desires and whatever your eye wants to taste. That explains it all. So, in other words whatever your feelings want whatever your eyes want whatever your, your anything it is there so you see your wife in jannah now there is a question is it your wife that is in this world you will see her again in the hereafter or is it another wife or is it women that allah has created is it the same man that you will get the answer my dear brothers and sisters some of it will shock you radiallahu anha married Zubair and she complained to her father Abu Bakr about az Zubair radiallahu anhu about az strictness like she she, she she complained that she's too strict on her az Zubair عنها, he's one of the ten promised paradise and Abu Bakr radiallahu said to her oh my daughter please be patient because a woman if she has right, a righteous husband and then he dies and she does not marry after him Allah will bring them together in Jannah (laughs) here is a woman who is complaining about her husband in other words if it's a woman today they'll say oh my god I'm complaining about him here and I'm gonna be with him for eternity in the hereafter. I'm never gonna get married ever or I can't wait till he dies so I can marry someone else Ah, it's not like that remember brothers and sisters you have to try and understand when Allah or His Messenger speak to us about Jannah and the things in Jannah, you cannot think in the mind of this world. In fact, you cannot understand it. What is the reason why a wife or a husband dislike their wife or husband in this world, their spouse? Isn't it because of treatment? Isn't it because of their experience with them? I mean, when you first met them, you love them. You, and then afterwards, you get used to that love. Well, in Jannah, there's nothing that exists like that. All the mistreatments are gone. All the ugliness is gone. All the bad smells are gone. All the, the, you know, the the ugly desires of a person is gone. There is none of that. Allah says in the Qur'an, You will never hear in there hurtful words. We will not hear in there offensive words, degrading words, harsh words, annoying words, all of that. Never heard hear, hear negative words. Except it will be said salam and salama. Every word or sentence that people say is accompanied with a gesture of peace, peace. So whatever you say, you can talk anything you want. But every speech that is said in Jannah, you receive the feeling of peace from it. You know, it doesn't mean necessarily that every time you go, alaikum, salam and that's all you say. Salaam, and salam and salam, all you hear is salam, salam. It doesn't mean that people don't know any other word but salam in Jannah. Imagine that. Salam salam. <laughs> no. It means that every sentence, every word, every look, every look, every touch, everything is accompanied with a gesture of salam. You can feel it. So that spouse you have in this world who has struggled. And you may not have a pleasant life with him or her in Jannah. If they are righteous, that's the condition, they'll be a totally different form. Imagine the righteous people of this world will enter Jannah. And imagine this as Zubair, one of the ten promised Jannah. He will be among the most beautiful, handsomest, beyond your dream. Eat your heart out men in Jannah. And his wife, Asma, who was beat, patient, she will be among the eat your heart out women in Jannah. So imagine the righteous women of this world and the righteous men. No matter how you may look, no matter how your character is, in Jannah, you'll be of the perfect form. Yeah, and I will say this maybe if I can say it this way. There was this story of this man who was married to this woman for 60 years. Finally, she died. And she gave him misery in this life. When she died, and she died a Muslim, at their grave, the Shaykh said, Oh Allah. You know, unite her with her husband in Jannah the husband looks at him and says to him please ya Shaykh, 60 years of my life in misery, you want me to live for eternity in misery now if that old man knew if he knew that his wife was going to enter Jannah and he went to Jannah and he saw her there the first one he will desire is her so this person you see in this world, when you go to Jannah you say who is that who is that and they say to you, this was your spouse in, in, in the world. And you say, I can't believe it. No, no, no. My spouse in that world was, you know, he used to stink. He used to look like this. If he spoke, he didn't say pleasant words. He forgot to buy me gifts. He forgot, you know, about this and never complimented me. In Jannah, he was complimenting me, smiling to me. Oh my God, I want to live with him forever. can't be my, my spouse that I had in that world. But he is. And so, my dear sisters and brothers, don't think of the, of the mind of this world. A woman came to the Prophet, an old woman, and said, Ya Rasulullah, will I enter Jannah? He looked at her and wanted to be humorous with her. He said to her, mm, No old women will go to Jannah. So she got, she, she got a little bit hurt there. You know. she, What's this? And when the Prophet noticed it, he said to her, You will enter young. You will enter young. Meaning, when you enter Jannah, you will no longer be in old age. And so it brought a smile to her face. Meaning you'll enter it, but you won't be old anymore. In Jannah, the people are at the age of about 30, 33 years old. Prime age. In this world, you may look at 30, 33, they may have a few white hairs, right? You want an 18, 19 year old maybe, a 25 year old. In Jannah, a 33 year old is far more handsomer than a 25 of this world. 33 is the middle age, is the age of Isa salam. Rasul said, the height of our father, Adam alayhi salam, 60 cubits or arm lengths tall in the sky, 20 cubits wide approximately on the surah, on the shape of Adam alayhi salam, our father. And obviously people have different noor to other people in Jannah. Some of them are more handsome, some are more beautiful than others. But no one will be jealous of the beauty of anyone else. You know, a woman wouldn't sit there and say, Ugh. Look at her. She she thinks she is. She thinks she's prettier than me. I'll just go back to my servants back in my palace and you watch what they'll make of me. Or you watch when I go and get my you know, clothing of silk and we'll see what she thinks. She can eat her heart out. No, there's none of that stuff in Jannah. There's no jealousy. She'll say, "Well, she's so pretty. But I'm also pretty too. Right? Husband comes back and she says to him, you look more beautiful than when I first met you before. He says, yeah, I was in the market. He met other people. And so the Noor came onto him a little bit. And he says to her, You look more peerlier than I saw you before too. And she says, Yeah, well, I guess I am. And this is how it is in Jannah. I'll end it with this. The spouses say to each other in Jannah. The husband says to his wife, he initiates the saying, he will say to her when he first meets her, Everything that I have seen so far in Jannah, there is nothing that I have seen that delighted my heart and delighted my eyes more than you, more than what I have seen in you, my wife. And she says to him the same thing. And guess what? She begins to sing for you. And the things they sing for you are, We are the ones who will live for eternity and we will never die. How's that? <laughs> So they'll sing for you far more better than my voice beyond your imagination.